Thanks for listening to Porchlight Music Theater's WPMT. If you love classic musicals, why not check out Porchlight's Sondheim at 90 Roundtable, our discussion series focusing on the complete works of Stephen Sondheim, with me, Porchlight Artistic Director Michael Weber. I've had a great time discussing all of the musicals of Sondheim's incredible career with stars from Chicago theater, Broadway, and beyond weekly throughout Sondheim's 90th birthday year. Listen today to Sondheim at 90 Roundtable for a behind-the-scenes deep dive into the mind, the music, and the writing methods of one of music theater's greatest composers. Available right here on your favorite podcast platform. Search for Sondheim at 90 Roundtable or visit porchlightmusictheater.org for more information. Hi, I'm Michael Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Opening at the Ethel Barrymore Theater, November 29, 1932, Gay Divorce was Fred Astaire's only musical without his sister and onstage partner, Adele, and it was his final appearance on Broadway. You see, Adele Astaire had retired from show business and had married Lord Charles Cavendish after her last show, The Bandwagon, in 1931. When the producers of Gay Divorce asked Fred to star in the production alone, he deferred an answer until he could spend the summer of 1932 wooing his future wife, Phyllis, in London. He finally agreed, and rehearsals for Gay Divorce, with music and lyrics by Cole Porter and a book by Dwight Taylor based on an unproduced play by J. Hartley Manners, began in September 1932. Playing a successful Broadway run, where it later transferred to the Schubert Theater, in 1933, Astaire took the show to London with his co-star Claire Luce and other members of the Broadway cast. Following that production, Astaire headed for Hollywood to appear in his first film. After making a great impression in Dancing Lady at MGM and an even bigger hit opposite Ginger Rogers in Flying Down to Rio at RKO, both in 1933, the two actors were reteamed for a film adaptation of Gay Divorce in 1934, beginning a string of Rogers and Astaire musical films making the duo an unofficial team. While in production, the newly established Hayes Office, which oversaw the Motion Picture Production Code of Industry Moral Guidelines, insisted that RKO change the name from Gay Divorce to The Gay Divorcee, on the grounds that while a divorcee could be gay or light-hearted, it would be unseemly to allow a divorce to appear so. While RKO offered $50 to any employee who could come up with a better title, according to Astaire, the film's director, Mark Sandrich, told him that the gay divorcee was selected as the new name because the studio thought it was a more attractive-sounding title centered around a girl. In the United Kingdom, however, the film was released with the title The Gay Divorce. While a number of the stage show's songs were replaced with others, like the Academy Award-winning smash The Continental, Cole Porter's big hit Night and Day remained in the film version, as it does in this radio adaptation. 
Here from the March 6, 1944 episode of the Screen Guild Theater are Frank Sinatra as Guy Holden, Gloria DeHaven as Mimi, Spring Byington as Hortense, and from the 1934 film cast, Edward Everett Horton as Egbert in The Gay Divorcee. Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Lady Esther Screen Guild play tonight, The Gay Divorcee. The starring players... This is Frank Sinatra. This is Gloria DeHaven. This is Edward Everett Horton. And this is Spring Byington. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players and the Gay Divorcee through the courtesy of RKO Radio Pictures, Dwight Taylor, Cole Porter, Kenneth Webb, and Samuel Hoffenstein, adapted from the book The Gay Divorce by Dwight Taylor. It stars Frank Sinatra as Guy Holden, Gloria DeHaven as Mimi, Spring Byington as Hortense, and Edward Everett Horton as Egbert. The Lady Esther Screen Guild Players in The Gay Divorcee. This is the good old days, when Americans just went to Europe for fun. And that's exactly why Guy Holden is there. With an English pal, he's doing a famous Paris cafe. And the owner doesn't seem to approve. Gentlemen, the check comes to 40 francs. I must insist. But I just told you, we're taking both back to London tomorrow, and we both packed our wallets in our trunks. We'll mail you the amount of the check, old boy. I am sorry, monsieur, but I do not know you. Oh, this is Egbert Fitzgerald. His father is Sir Frederick, the famous London attorney. And I'm a barrister, too. You? No, gentlemen, I... I, I I'm now, sorry, but... My friend here is Guy Holden, the American singer. Radio, musical comedy, and whatnot. Of course you've heard of him. Of course I have heard of Guy Holden, but... Monsieur Holden, can you identify yourself? Well, you see, as a matter of fact, I, uh... Yes, you left your papers in another suit. Oh, my word, Guy, I know. You can prove who you are. Just dash him off a cadenza or two. Well, it's been a long time since I sang for my supper, but under the circumstances. Night and day, you are the one. Only you beneath the moon. It is. It is him, Guy Holden. My apologies, monsieur. I tear up the chain. I wish you bon voyage to London. It's no matter, darling, where you are. I think of you. Oh, really, Inspector, now isn't this carrying things a little too far, going through all my trunks? Messing up everything, all my pretty things. I'm sorry, madam, it's for customs inspection. Oh, well, if it's no old English customs. Well, how much did you pay for this dress, madam? That one, uh, now let me see. Now, where did I, you buy it? Oh, uh, well, I bought it in now. Uh, oh, dear, now, what was the name of that town? Oh, uh, you know. Paris? No. Yeah. Uh, no, but you're getting close. Nice? Uh, nice? Oh, yes. 
That's who I'm waiting for, my niece, Mimi. The poor thing has her life all mixed up. I came up to London to straighten her out. Madam, I'm afraid you'll have to straighten this out first. I think we'd better go. Auntie, uh... Aunt Horton. Mimi. Darling, oh. you look wonderful. Did you have a good trip? Oh, simply marvelous. Darling, there was a man in Paris. Excuse who... me, madam. You'd better come to the office. We can settle the duty there. Oh, but my trunk is all over. Oh, I'll just close it up. Uh, Mimi, darling, stay with it, will you? Uh, come along, my good man. <laughs> Good old Hortense. She hasn't changed a bit. Excuse me, uh, miss. Can I be of service? I beg your pardon? I was just going by, you see, to have my baggage examined and... Well, what stopped you? Your legs. (gasps) I mean, uh, I mean, they're showing. I mean, that is, well, your dress is caught in that trunk. My dress? Oh, Lord, and Hortense took the key. Say, you're an American, aren't you? I see no reason why that should... I'm an American, too. Believe me, I'm happy to give you a hand. Here, would you like to hold my raincoat a minute? Not particularly. Uh, doesn't look like your dress is caught too tight. Maybe I can ease it up. Maybe if I just pulled a little. No, don't pull. Don't pull it. Don't. Oh, you. The whole back of my dress. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Here, put my raincoat on. Go ahead. It's all right. You can send it back tomorrow. Thanks a lot. I won't forget this great service you've done me. Now, if you'll excuse me, please. Hey, wait a minute. You didn't say goodbye. Didn't I? Well, it's a pleasure. Goodbye. I tell you, Egbert, it's love. It's love for the first time in my life. Anyone I know, old boy? That's just it. I don't even know her name, where she lives, or anything about her. That makes it a little abstract, doesn't it? I can just see how it will all happen. She'll send me a note. I'll call her up, ask her to dinner. You're positive that she'll send you this little Billy Doo? No, but she'll have to send my raincoat back, and I'm sure she'll send a note with it. Of course, she has the right address. Oh, sure, she... Hey, no, she didn't even ask me my name. Oh, the thoughtless type, no doubt, huh? Maybe she's angry because I tore her dress off. Oh, impulsive. (laughs) Impulsive, aren't you? Why'd you do that? She couldn't move. Well, that sounds very unsporting. But, Egbert, you don't understand. It was purely an accident. (laughs) Yes, it usually is. (laughs) Well, ah, what are you going to do? Start looking for her. I'll find her if it takes the rest of my life. (laughs) Cheerio. Good luck, old boy. Why shouldn't I? What's so tough about that? There are only three million girls in London. I'll follow my secret heart My whole life through I'll keep all my dreams apart Till one comes true No matter what price is paid What stars may fade above I'll follow my secret heart I'm looking for... Excuse me. Oh, miss, I... uh... Excuse 
Me? Oh, miss. Huh? Excuse me. There's a Mrs. Ditherwell here to see you with her niece. Ditherwell? I don't seem to know it. Oh, my word, not Hortense Ditherwell. Oh, Egbert, no. darling. Oh. Oh, Egbert, my land. You darling, darling Aunt boy. Hortense. Oh, now, don't be shot, Mimi. Egbert was almost my third husband. Or was it the fourth? Oh, now, Hortense, please, please, please. Oh, Egbert, this is my niece, Mrs. Glossop. I brought her here to see you professionally. Oh, really? Have you a problem, Mrs. Glossop? Uh, yes, I, I hardly know where to begin. Now, darling, I'll tell him. You see, she's very young. She's only been married a year and has scarcely seen her husband at all. He's a geometrist. No, dear, a geologist. Oh, well, what's the difference? He's no gentleman. Egbert, you know the type. Rocks and things. Oh, really? He throws them? Oh, no. Digs them. Oh. I've asked him for a divorce, and he just refuses. Well, ladies, in that case, I suggest that we revert to a, uh, 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 what do you, uh, a thingamajig. Uh... Oh, a flagrantidilicto? Like my second divorce? Oh, exactly, yes. The details are very simple. Darling, all you need is a hotel and a correspondent. <laughs> Not that you write a line, my dear. <laughs> I'll supply the correspondent, of course, and I, I believe I know just the right place at the seaside, the Hotel Bella Vista. Excellent, the yes. Bella Vista, and so easy to remember, too. I had a cook named Bella. Oh, no, no, it was a says. No, a housemaid. On second thought, I think... It we'll was go down cool. at once, Mr. Fitzgerald. I feel very safe in your hands. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Glossop, thank you. I'll work my brain to the bone for you. Yes, indeed. Now, Hortense, now everything is clear. Oh, yes, yes, indeed, the Hotel Rosemont. <laughs> oh, no, no, that isn't it, but it was a girl's name now. Don't tell me. It, it's on the tip of my tongue. The Maggie. No, the Nellie. Here, here, here. Yeah, I've written it down for you. Oh, the Bella Vista, of course. Uh, well, that's what I said in the first place. Uh, come along, Mimi. Hello. Hello. Miss Higginbotham. Yes, Mr. Fitzgerald. Would you get hold of that Tonetti fellow for me? You know, the chap that we always use as a correspondent and tell him to take the afternoon train and go to the Hotel Mary. Uh, the Nellie. The, the Mac... Oh, that woman. No, no, no. The Bella Vista. Don't tell me. I'm putting him to work on another case. Oh, it's wonderful down here. Wonderful, isn't it, Guy? So helpful, too. Sea air, sunshine. Girls. There's only one girl I want to see. Oh, come now. The world is full of girls. Not like her. She's music, Egbert. She's the murmur of bees and clover. She's water lapping on the shore. Well, she's a strange series of sounds, isn't she? <laughs> well, now, come on, Guy. There's no use in moping. You may chance across her again. I know I will, and it won't be chance. Chance is the fool's name for fate. Oh, my. Chance is the fool's name. Oh, I say, that's not bad at all. Where'd you get that? Oh, it's a line from my last radio program. Oh, it's tangy, isn't it? Nice to drop into a conversation sometime, you know. Chance is the... Do you mind if I use it? Not at all. Oh, well, I'm popping over to see my client, and I won't be long. <laughs> Chance is the fool's name for... Oh, my, I've got to remember that. Oh. Mrs. Glossop, your correspondent is on his way here now. You understand, I presume? Uh, yes, Mr. Fitzgerald, I understand. Of course, it would be, wouldn't be technically correct for me to introduce you, so he'll present himself. Oh, why, then we'll need a password. Well, how thrilling. Yes, yes, I suppose we ought to have one. Uh, wait, well, oh, I know the very thing. Mrs. Glossop, he will say to you, chance is the fool's name for fate. Chance is the fool's name for fate. Right. And now we'll need a name. You should have a name. Your name will be Mrs. Green. <laughs> 
Oh, I just love green. So soothing, so restful. Mimi, do you think he'll approach us during dinner? Uh-uh, Hortense. You can't remain with her. This is supposed to be a rendezvous. Two is company, three is... Uh, well, three is just isn't a rendezvous. After all, we've got to have a flagrante delecto. Egbert, not in the dining room. Uh, come along, Mimi. I'm simply famished. Uh, begging your pardon, can I help you, sir? I don't think so, waiter. There's only one person in the world who can help me. We have crumpets, sir. Is it serious? Uh, begging your pardon, sir. That's very whimsical. What? Uh, whimsical, sir. Uh, like Sir James Barry. Don't you mean whimsical? In a manner of speaking, sir, but begging your pardon, whimsical is much more whimsical than when... Oh, I say, sir, is anything wrong? That girl over there across the room, she's... See the one I mean? Yes, sir. And I do, do believe she's seen you. Uh, begging your pardon, sir, she's starting to run. I knew you'd have to stop sometime. You really shouldn't run like this. Why not? It's bad for my health. Well, what are you doing here? What are you? Uh, I'm down here with my aunt. <laughs> so am I, in a way, with my aunt Egbert. Egbert? A uh, lawyer friend of mine. We're here on a case. A uh, case? I've, I really... I'll have to go now. Why don't you stop running away from me? When two people are destined to come together, there's no use struggling. You believe in that kind of destiny? Of course I do. There's no such thing as chance. Chance is the fool's name for fate. Chance is the fool's name for... You? You? Me? Of course it is. You're the man I've been waiting for. I am? Room 216 at midnight. You'll excuse me now. She's expecting me. No matter what prices pay, what stars may fade above, I'll follow my secret heart Till I find love Lady Esther has presented Act One of The Gay Divorcee, starring Spring Byington, Edward Everett Horton, Gloria DeHaven, and Frank Sinatra. In just a moment, we will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. One of our listeners writes to ask our sponsor a question, and I quote, Lady Esther, I have noticed that my skin has been getting quite dry and rough lately. When I powder my face, it looks all flaky and sort of ruffled up. What can I do about it? End of quote. And here is Lady Esther's answer. Anyone's skin is likely to get dry and flaky from the wind or from cold or from sun. But that's something you can correct very easily if you want to. After all, the covered, sheltered skin of your shoulders doesn't get rough and flaky, does it? Yes, I know. You can't wear clothes on your face. But for your face, well, all you have to do is make my 30-second patch test. It's so simple. You just rub a little Lady Esther face cream on one small part of your face. The roughest, flakiest part. Just rub it on and wipe it off. You'll see at once how much brighter, fresher, and clearer that patch of skin looks than all the skin around it. You'll feel with your fingertips how the dry, rough flakes are gone, 
how satin smooth that patch of skin has become. And you'll know you've found a truly beautifying face cream at last. For if Lady Esther face cream can make such a sparkling difference in one little part of your face, just think how it will make your whole face glow with radiant new freshness. Think how much gayer and more attractive you'll look instantly. This is so because Lady Esther face cream does the four things your skin needs most for beauty. It thoroughly cleans your skin, it softens your skin, it helps nature refine the pores, and it leaves a smooth, perfect base for powder. So you can say goodbye to that rough, flaky, dry-looking skin of yours when you start using Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. And I ask you to let my 30-second patch test prove it. Lady Esther presents the second act of The Gay Divorcee, starring Frank Sinatra, Gloria DeHaven, Spring Byington, and Edward Everett Horton. Remember, due to a misunderstanding, Mimi thinks Guy Holden is a professional correspondent who is going to help her get a divorce. Well, it's midnight now. Guy timidly approaches room 216 and is just about to enter when the door flings open and... Oh, I... I beg your pardon. Oh, it's all right, young man. I knew you were coming. You did? I'm Mimi's aunt. Oh, is that her name, Mimi? Yes, Mimi Glossop. Though, of course, tonight she's green. Uh, I feel a little pink myself. <laughs> well, you might as well go in and get this over with and then the poor girl can start a new life. A new life? Yes, she's making a clean sweep of the old and you're the broom. <laughs> Go ahead, Ian. Uh, Mimi. I'll be right off. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. I... Well, what's the matter? Uh, nothing. I, uh, that negligee is charming. You ought to know. You've seen enough of them. Well, a few, of course. Of course. But never one like that. Mimi, darling. Stay where you are. Huh? You keep your distance and I'll keep mine. We're going through this in a dignified silence. No conversation? No conversation. No, uh... Absolutely not. Oh. Time on my hands, you in my arms. Do you have to sing? Well, it's helped a little in the past. Time on my hands, you in my arms. Nothing but love in And if you fall Once and for all I'll see my dream Come true Moments to spare with someone you care for One love affair For two Time on my hands And you in my arms And love in my heart All for you
must admit it's not a bad voice. I suppose it does help you a lot in your profession. Oh, I get along. That's what I don't understand about you. How did you ever start such a career? Oh, I was started by a well-known radio star. Oh, it's disgusting. But I suppose some people will do anything for money. Oh, it's not quite as bad as that. After all, I do give pleasure to thousands of women. Thousands? It's worse than I thought it was. Listen, say, are you expecting someone? Of course. Come in. Excuse me. I am Tonetti. I am afraid to take foolish chances with. What did you say? It is the passwords, no? Mr. Eggboyle tell me. Oh, good heavens. Then you're the man. Mimi, who is this guy? Oh, there's been a dreadful mistake. This man was hired by Mr. Fitzgerald. Oh, wait a minute. Are you are you Egbert's client? Yes. And this spaghetti eater has to stay all night? Until the detectives come? Yes. Well, it's okay with me, baby, but I want to tell you one thing. If that guy stays, this guy does too. <laughs> Sort of nice out here on the balcony, isn't it? Yes, it is. Very nice. What's Spaghetti doing in there? Playing solitaire. He says he always does when he's on a job. You can hear the music from the casino, can't you? What's that they're playing? It's the Continental. It's very popular. How does it go? Well, we should be dancing, but if you'll move over here a little closer. Beautiful music. Dangerous rhythm. It's something daring, the continental. A way of dancing that's really ultra new. It's very subtle, the continental. Because it does what you want it to do. You kiss while you're dancing. The continental. It's continental. You sing while you're dancing. The voice is gentle and sentimental. You know before the dance is through that you're in love with her and she's in love with you. You'll find while you're dancing. That there's a rhythm in your heart and soul, a certain rhythm that you can't control, and you will do the continental all the time. Beautiful music, dangerous rhythm. That was nice. I liked it. Did you? You know, it's strange. In a way, you remind me of my favorite radio singer. Really? Who? Frank Sinatra. Listen, Mimi, there's something I've simply got to tell you. Uh, excuse me, please. I, I think I'd better go to my room and go to sleep. But what about me? Oh, you can play solitaire with Mr. Spaghetti. You mean he's really going to stay here all night? That's the whole idea. If you stay, he stays too. Good night. Good night. 
Spaghetti. Wake up. Wake up, Spaghetti. Please, the name is Tonetti. Who's there? It's the waiter, sir. What do you want? Let's just What should we do? Give him his breakfast. Clown. That's our breakfast. I just phoned for it. All right, waiter. Where should I serve it, madam? Oh, anywhere. It doesn't matter. I just... Here we are. Here we are, Mimi, bright and early. Mr. Fitzgerald and Aunt Hortense. Mimi, darling, he's here. Detective? No, no, I've pulled a supreme coup, a masterpiece. I have brought Mr. Glossop. My husband? Oh, there you are, my dear. Oh, come in, Rupert. Uh, this is Mr. Tenetti. I must confess, he's my... How uh, are you, my... Tenetti? Glad to meet you, old man. Why, Rupert, you seem so pleased. Aren't you even outraged? I should say not. I can see through this fellow... He's one of those hard correspondents. Look here, you can't do this to Mimi. My dear fellow, I don't see that it concerns you. Waiter, I believe I'll have a cup of coffee. Yes, sir. I have an extra cup here, Mr. Brown. Wait a minute, his name isn't Brown, it's Glossop. Oh, no, sir, begging your partner. I know Mr. Brown very well. Now, look here, waiter. I'm sure you remember me, Mr. Brown. I always serve you when you come here with your wife. His wife? Waiter, does she look like me? Oh, no, ma'am. She's brunette and very French. Well, cut my hair and call me Buster Brown. Rupert, I believe that will give me my divorce. Excuse me, I've uh, I've got to catch a train. Well, 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 it worked. <laughs> Mimi, you'll be single again. But not for long. Egbert, meet the future Mrs. Guy Holden. Guy Holden? The, the singer? Well, that's what I like to call it, darling. But from now on, I'll just be singing for you. Night and day You are the one Only you beneath the moon Under the sun Whether near to me or far It's no matter, darling where you are, I think of you. Day and night, night and day. Why is it so that this longing for you follows wherever I go? In the roaring traffic's boom In the silence of my lonely room I think of you Day and night Night and day Under the heart of me there's an all such a hungry yearning burning inside of me And its torment won't be through Did you let me spend my life making love to you Day and night, night and day
you, Frank Sinatra, Gloria De Haven, Spring Byington, and Edward Everett Horton for appearing with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players tonight. The boisterous vocal reaction of the studio audience reveals that at the time of this broadcast, Frank Sinatra was at the height of his Bobby Soxer popularity, having recently made his film acting debut in the movie adaptation of the Broadway musical Higher and Higher in 1944. While the singer would appear in the film versions of numerous Broadway productions, including the musicals On the Town, Guys and Dolls, Pal Joey and Can Can, and the plays The Tender Trap, A Hole in the Head, and Come Blow Your Horn, Sinatra himself never originated a role on the Broadway stage. In addition to Night and Day and The Continental, the first song ever to receive an Oscar, this radio adaptation included music neither heard in the Broadway nor film version of Gay Divorce, including the Noel Coward song I'll Follow My Secret Heart from his 1934 stage musical Conversation Piece, which would later be included on Sinatra's album Great Songs from Great Britain. Actor Edward Everett Horton, who repeated his film role here, would go on to play similar roles in even more Astaire and Rogers movies, including Top Hat and Shall We Dance. The Gay Divorcee was one of the very few films that Fred Astaire made based on his Broadway work, the others being Funny Face and The Bandwagon, all which were significantly altered from their stage originals. Radio's The Screen Guild Theater had a long run beginning January 8, 1939, lasting for 14 seasons and 527 episodes. Fees that would ordinarily have been paid to the stars and studios were instead donated to the Motion Picture Relief Fund and were used for the construction and maintenance of the Motion Picture Country House, which is still in operation today. Theaters across the country need your support now, more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber.